Okay. You ready? I just certainly welcome you to Landmark Baptist Church's only service we have, and we have to send it out over the Internet, and so if you're listening to it, um, we welcome you to it. And, and I do want to mention some prayer requests before I get started today. Uh, I want you to remember Ronnie Dixon, the Vidae is mayor who is real sick and in, in ICU. And I also want you to remember Sister Gillis, uh, Brother Jim Gillis's mother. Uh, she fell and broke her hip, and she, possibly she's going to have surgery tomorrow. So y'all remember her in prayer and pray for her. And there's, there's a lot of others. Uh, Brother Billy Ray, uh, Stoddard, he's not doing well at all. Also remember all these that uh, Brother Gary and get Brother Gary Gibbs and others. Uh, remember those in prayer and pray for them. Now I want you to turn with me to Second um, Chronicles seven and verse fourteen. I want to preach to you on a subject that's on a text that's probably been used by every religion in the world, and. Um, and I do want to uh, expound this message on this one verse right here in Second uh, Chronicles 7 and verse 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it. I thank you for taking care of us. Lord, I'm so thankful that you, so far, you've taken care of our people. You're watching out after them, and Lord, we need, we need more of it. Lord, we pray that you'll see fit to stay with us, and, and I know you, you promised to never forsake us, never leave us alone. And Lord, we just pray that as this battle is going through, that that we're that you'll go before us, Lord, and 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 win this battle for us, especially this battle of this terrible virus that's going around. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless everyone. We 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 pray for uh, uh, Brother Billy Ray Stoddard. We pray for Sister uh, Patricia Gillis, and we pray, Lord, for uh, Brother. Gary Gibbs, and Lord, those that, uh, that, that need our prayers, a lot of them need our prayers. I can't begin to, uh, talk of, talk, all of them, you know who they are, Lord, and you know who needs it. And Lord, I pray for our people as they try to, uh, stay in and stay away from these things that are going on in the world today. I pray for Sister Carmen. She was, called and said she was planning on coming this morning, but she wasn't feeling well. So I ask you to pray for her also. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll take care of us. Pray, pray for me as I attempt to preach this message today. For it's in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. All right, I've titled this message today, uh, Promise to God's My People. And that's the key to this message right here. Now, I know... LBC folks long for the time when we can all meet together again. 
I'm, I'm, I know we do. I know all of you do, and I know I do. I, I, I too long for the same thing. So I ask you to pray diligently that that will be soon, that we can, that we can all meet together. Now let's talk about this, uh, verse that I was, that I used my text today, Second Chronicles 7 and verse 14. You know, God, has given many promises to his people. However, some of those promises have conditions added to them. This promise in the text has those conditions. He says, if my people, I want you to get that, I want you to understand that. If you're listening to this, I want you, I want you to repeat this to yourself. If my people, not just any people, he says, not, not all people, not people who say they're God's people, as those unsaved Pharisees did in Christ's day. When Jesus told those Pharisees, he said, you do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Then Jesus replied to them, and he says, why do you not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word, ye are of your father the devil. So we have to understand that when when God talks about if my people, he's not talking about every people. He's not talking about every every person. He's talking about his people, those that belong to him, those that are his adopted sons and daughters. These are the ones that he's referring to here in this. Now, this these verses that I just quoted for you, says that makes it very clear that God's people are not all people. It's his people. God has made no condition or promise to those Pharisees we spoke of, and for that matter, all who are not God's people just because they may be religious. You know, a lot of people think this because they, they get a little religion, uh, they belong to God, and that's not so. And we'll understand that as this message goes along uh, this morning. We, we'll, we'll see that and we'll understand it. We know that uh, we know that uh, there, we know that there is much taught concerning prayer that just anyone can pray to God and get heard. Well, this is not so either. This is not so either that. Uh, God Bible plainly says in John the uh, the eleventh chapter he says God does not hear sinners and he's not talking about sin and saints but he's talking about sinners who are lost and undone. We know that God God does not hear those. We know that there's a common thing out there today that says you know that you know if you just pray the sinner's prayer. Well, I'm going to tell you, folks, a lost sinner has no prayer. He has no prayer to pray. As a matter of fact, uh, that's Jesus taught that in uh, the Pharisee uh, and the publican when they went up to the temple to pray. One of them went up there with this idea that he was already God's, and another one went up, the other, the publican went up there with the idea that, thankful that God, he said, God, just have mercy on me. You know, every day, we, we need, we need God to have mercy on us every day we live, even in these days 
we live in here. We need, we need to realize, we need to pray that God will have mercy on us. You know, Jehovah God said in this text, if my people, now who are his people? You know, we, 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 we don't think about these things. We just read this and we just say, well, I'm going to pray and, and, every, and, and God's going to heal everything. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because the fact is that who are these people? They are the ones chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. It was the great apostle Paul who said, who said, he said, who was, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Ephesians 1, 3 and 4. Now we know the apostle Paul teaches us plainly that all of God's people, the my people he's referring to here, are people who were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Now Jehovah God said again, which are called by his name, which are called by his name. Now I want to say this, how can any person pray to God who has not been adopted into the family of God? How, how, how can you call God Father if you've never been adopted into the family of God? You know, we, we have a favorite thing here today in this day and time that, uh, the only family that most people have is their immediate family, their earthly family, their biological family. But we know that if you're saved today, you have another family and that is the family of God. And when God saves us, he adopts us into his family. He takes us out of that worldly family and he adopts us into his family which are called by my name, he says. Whatever God's last name would be is the same last name of those chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Now, I don't know that God has a last name, uh, but I, I do know that he calls them my people. I, do, I don't know that uh, that there's a last name there, but but I do know the Bible says God gives us a new name, and, and certainly uh, he gives us a new name when he saves us, and so... You know, we, we don't even, we, we don't even, as far as God's concerned, we don't answer by the old name because God has given us a new name. When we are adopted into the family of God, we take His name. We are His child. We belong to none other. We belong only to God. We become heirs of God. Uh, uh, heirs, of, I'm sorry, we become heirs of God's fortune of promises he says and if my children then heirs heirs of god and join heirs with christ romans 8 and verse 17 he plainly teaches there that that we are uh joint heirs of god that 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 we 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 uh that that we uh, uh i guess the way i can say it is that we can take part in the fact and or we can have part of the fact of what god has and, and let me tell you folks, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And not only does he own a cattle on a thousand hills, but God owns the cattle. And, and, and if you're one of God's children, then you have a part in that, in, in the heir of God. You're an heir of God and, and, and God has given us these things. I think Apostle Paul said, 
God gives us all things. And if you're here today, and I mean, if you're listening today, and and you know that uh, that you have something, then you you've got to realize that God gave it to you. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You say, "Well, I worked my rear end off to get it." No, God gave it to you. And and Bible says that you cannot get any wealth except God gives it to you. And so, and and as I as Adam and I were talking earlier, you know. There comes time when, when God expects us to give some of that back to Him, and hopefully, in praying that that's what we do, you know, we uh, we we give it back to Him. Now, Jehovah God said again, He says, "Which are called by My name." He says, "And if, I'm sorry," He says, "and shall humble themselves and pray and seek My face." Now, let me let me say something here at this time. Humility is a far gone thing today in religion. There are people are people are so bold about everything they do. They're so bold about uh, 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 what they do for the Lord, you know. And I and I've always had this favorite thing that I've always told the church over the years. You know, uh, some somebody will come to me on Monday morning and they'll say, "I bet you can't guess what I did yesterday." I said, "I bet you I can." And they said, what's that? I said, you either went to church or you put money in the offering plate. They said, how do you know? I said, well, that's exactly what most people want to brag about. They want to brag about that they've been to church. They want to brag about that they put money in the offering plate. They want to brag about that they read the Bible. They want to brag about all these things. Well, God's people are not boastful people. They're humble people. They're people who humble down like the the publican who went up to the temple to pray Bible says he could not so much as look up at God. He, he, he had to, he had to bow his head and look down and, and pray that God have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, Lord. And, and, and we, we need to pray the same thing that God will have mercy. Humility is a far gone thing today in religion. Islam teaches their people to kill all infidels. We, and, and all who don't hold to their religion. Well, now that's, that's not, that's not humility. That's, that's, that's bragging about, I'm, I, I'm Islam and I'm supposed to kill all, all other religious people. Well, and if you read the Quran, you'll find that it's in there. And I know some people don't like this, but, but it is in there. Dear, during the Reformation, millions were murdered just because they did not agree with the state church. You know, that's, that's a thing, you know, the state church, Believed in, uh, 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 believed in sprinkling babies and believed in uh, what they call baptizing babies at a certain age. And, uh, the, the Lord's people in that time didn't agree with that. They taught against it. But yet, uh, yet a lot of Protestants took on that, but, but sound and true Baptists did not. They did not take to that. They, they did not they did not uh, compromise themselves with that, with the state church. To to compromise with the state church meant that they would get to live, but to not to compromise with the state church meant that they were going to die at the hands of not only not only the state church but also a lot of Protestant religion was was into that also. So you have to you have to study that to know that the truth of that in that. This, 
this was all of this uh, was was by the uh, was was by the um, the Protestants and 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 what is we call today the Catholics. People of the world are very bold about their sin and and wrongdoing. You know, a lot of people brag about how much they can sin. How much how much can I sin? Oh, you know, I, I remember when us boys was growing up, and I know this doesn't sound very good, but it was truth. Us boys used to brag about how much beer we could drink. We used to brag about how much moonshine we could drink. And I know I got myself in real trouble one time bragging about how much moonshine I could drink. And I turned up a pint of moonshine and never took it out of my mouth until it was all gone. And I passed out, and they threw me out of the automobile and on the side of the road. And I woke up in a ditch on the side of the road. And so uh, we, we used to brag about those things. You know, and when I got better, you know, and got finally got where I needed to go, uh, I, I would, whenever I see one of my friends, I'd say, well, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I drank, I, I did kill it. We called it kill it. I killed it all down. I took it all down. And, uh, and we brag about those things. They brag about, I, I hear people today bragging about how many people they've killed. Heard people today brag about how many women they've raped. I've heard people brag about how many people they've beaten up. And, and I, I see it on the news and I hear it on the news. You know, we, we can't boast about, uh, those things. There's no humility today in this world. That's why that sometimes, uh, uh, well, I believe that God has sent this thing upon us, upon the world. God didn't send this upon His people because, because, you know, uh, very few of His people really get that if they do what they're supposed to be doing. And, but, but the thing about it is, 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 uh, People want to brag about it. When people are faced with the enemy of disease, they try hard to be humble, but it doesn't last long. You know, I've heard people say, I saw where somebody wrote it on, on the uh, Facebook. Somebody wrote on there about uh, about um, about how, how they, uh, let me see, what do I got to have here? How, how the people will <coughs> will make promises to God and then when they get better they won't keep them and I've had that happen to me I had a lady one time that uh, she she said I went to visit with her and she she had cancer and she looked me right in the eye and she said uh, she said preacher she said if God heals me from this says I'll be in church I'll be in your church every time the doors are open well she didn't realize that God was going to challenge her on that. She didn't realize that. And God did heal her. He healed her completely. And uh, did she ever darken the door of, of Calvary Baptist Church when I was pastoring up there in Kentucky? No, she never did darken the door. And I never saw her again. I, well, I did see her again because her daughter got killed in a car wreck. And, and uh, she called me to preach her funeral. But I did see her again then. But I never saw her come to church, and I, I, she wasn't going to any other place to church. But but uh, she made that promise to God on her, sometimes maybe on her deathbed. She made that promise to God, if God will heal her, she'll, well, let me tell you folks, that a lot of people today will humble themselves down when they get sick 
And when something like this comes along, what we're experiencing today, a lot of people will humble themselves down. They'll start praying, praying hard and, and start uh, praying. But, but what, what happens when, when this is over? And it's going to be over. This too will pass by. I believe that. It's going to be over. What's going to happen when it's over? Are they still going to humble themselves down and pray and, and pray that uh, now that, as one old brother told me one time, now that I'm well, I need praying for more than I did when I was sick because I'll be, I'll, I'll be out there doing things when I should be serving the Lord and when I should be praying to God. And so certainly that's what we need. They, they, they try to pray but cannot humble down low enough to approach God. It was Solomon who said, better is, better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Uh, Proverbs 16 and verse 19. Better it is to humble, <clears throat> better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly. You know, there's an, I'm not going to get into it today, but, but there is, um, a doctrine that's taught in the Bible is called superlapsarianism. And that doctrine teaches that God puts men down as low as he can before he starts bringing them back up. That's the reason, you know, we, 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 th- people talk about, well, everybody's got a little spark of good in them. Well, I'm going to tell you, God takes all the good out of anybody, anybody thinks they might have, and he brings them down to their knees. I know he did me. Uh, 53 years ago this past Friday, he did me the same way. He, he brought me down as low as I could go. <coughs> and then he, <coughs> he, <coughs> excuse me, he began to bring me, bring me back up. God, God is the only one who can give a humble spirit. God controls everything about his people or my people. I, I, I've seen so much false humility in my 53 years of pastoring, I've saw so much of it. I've seen so many. I've seen people humble down when things start happening to them. Then I've seen them just be just as bold and, 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 and as, as bold as anybody can be, um, when there's nothing wrong with them. Jehovah God said, and he, he said, and turn from their wicked ways. Turn from their wicked ways. In order for God to heal, there must be first confession of sin. And repentance, that is, a turn away from that sin. That's, that's what repentance is. But when God brings you down to your knees and you confess your sins and He convicts you and, and you go, you go begging and crying to God, God forgive me, I, I did some terrible things and I've been in that condition. I've been in that condition before that, uh, that I've done some terrible things and, 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 and that Lord, uh, uh, just forgive me for it. And, and I want to confess, Lord, I did it. And, and Lord, help me to repent of it, that I won't do it anymore. And, and what, what a great blessing that is. You know, it was James. It was James who said, um, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. James 5 and verse 16. Now, God says here, if my people, we already know who his people are. He said, if my people shall humble themselves, which which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face 
and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven or, and, and, and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You know, we, you know, there's a lot of people who they'll say they got forgiven sin, but they live a life of, of, of they live a life of anxiety, live a life of, 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 uh, of, a, of a guilty conscience. And it's, 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 it's awful to see somebody that has a guilty conscience. That's a terrible thing in the world. Even, even a psychiatrist will tell you that a person with a guilty conscience is certainly one that uh, is hard to deal with. And so we know that. Now, you know, this is the thing he says, he says, turn from their wicked ways. Now, one cannot come in from the fields of sin <clears throat> and expect God to listen without first confessing and repenting of sin. You can't do it. You, you just can't do it. I, I'm telling you, today, you, you cannot do it and, until, you're, until you're willing to confess your sins and repent of those sins. That's like, <clears throat> excuse me, that's like one coming from the hog wallowing in mud and expect everyone to receive them when they do not clean up. You know that's that's just uh, that's just why people expect people to clean when they won't they don't even clean up they get out there and wallow with the with the world and as one old preacher said one time <clears throat> if you wallow with the world you're gonna get the world on you and and certainly that's that's the case and then people come in and they think they can go to church one or two times and pray a couple of prayers and everything's okay uh, it's not it's not you know we must first confess our sins confess that we that we did wrong. One, one, one cannot expect to be able to go to God with a dirty heart. You, you, you just can't do it. Now Jehovah also said, then will I hear from heaven. Only then. Then will I hear from heaven. Not, not that, uh, I'll, I'll ignore it. He says, then will I hear from heaven. Only, only when one comes, who has confessed and repented of sin. He says, then will I hear from heaven. It, it is important that when one goes to God in prayer, that he is one of his people. God only hears and answers prayer, which is according to his will. You know, uh, God has a lot of conditions on praying also. Romans 8, I want to read something to you there. In Romans 8 and uh, I want to read to you here in Romans 8 and verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we might. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, the Spirit can talk to God in language that God will listen to. And, and, he'll, and, and He does that for His children. And He that Searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the Spirit, for the saints, according to the will of God. Now, <clears throat> what is the will of God for your life? You know, if a will of God is for your life to be well, <clears throat> then you'll be well. But if a will of God for your life is not for you to be well, then you're not going to be well. The Holy Spirit's only going to answer those things that he knows that God will answer. Those prayers that God will answer. He's the one that takes those prayers uh, to God. 
if one will notice, this comes just before verse 28, which states, and we know, and we know, we being the, the elect of God, because if you go to verse 29, you'll see what he's talking about here. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God. That is, my people. To them who are called, that is, my people, according to his purpose. This is the very same explanation for my people. This is exactly what he's referring to here. If my people who are called by my name. And lastly, Jehovah says, and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Who? The my people. He says, I'll do that for my people. America is a land on which we live. And right at this minute, America needs healing. We need healing. And we as God's children are the only ones that can reach God for this healing. And we need to pray about it. We not, we don't, you know, everybody gets caught up in praying for their own family or praying for their husband, only their husband or only their wife and, and get up praying for their, their cousins and their uncles and their aunts and their, and their mom, mom and daddy and, and, and such. But listen, Jesus prayed a prayer in the 17th chapter of John and he said, I pray only for those who, and I'm just paraphrasing this now, only those who belong to God. And I, I, I added that in there, but that's what he says. He says, I pray not for the world, but it's time that we pray that God will take this thing away because this thing is not only affecting the lost, but it's affecting the saved also. And we need to pray that God will take this away because this world, this, this, uh, America needs healing. Now I want, I want, I want to end this with May God bless you to pray. Let me pray again. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you again for the day. I thank you for helping me out with this message, Lord. It gets more difficult every time I get up here when I pray into um, uh, an empty uh, uh, church building. And, and Lord, uh, I'm thankful for Brother Adam that comes in and and he he does he he does the media part of this and. He's, he's the one that puts this on and that you'll be able to uh, get it around noon today. And, and Lord, I just, I'm thankful for him. And Lord, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that you helped me out with these and I get these messages out. And Lord, I pray that when the next one comes up, if, if, it's, if there is a next one like this, Lord, I pray that you'll get me through it too. I thank you for everything, Lord. I, I, I can do nothing of my own. I must trust you. Lord, to take care of things, for it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.